0: Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Ranjad. And today we're going to be talking about something that we've both seen in like social media, something that's really relevant within like mm-hmm. today's car community. Mm-hmm. The social media influence on the car community and car culture.
1: Before we get too into the podcast, we're actually going to be talking about our giveaway. Now, th- we actually talked about this, uh, I believe, maybe the last two podcasts. We kind of give you guys a heads up, but we are officially in giveaway mode.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's the holiday season and we want to give back to you guys. So we, for the next three weeks or the next three podcasts, we're going to be doing a gift pack for each one
1: of them. So the gift pack includes different variations of products. The first gift pack, uh, aka the one that we're doing this week, the sticker pack. That includes a bundle of our stickers that we produce in a pack, pretty much.
0: Yeah, so it's really easy to enter. If you just go to our Instagram page, we're going to post a little flyer up there. Mm-hmm. And you just have to
1: answer one simple question. What was the first show we hosted? And you have to tag two of your friends that would be interested in the giveaway as well.
0: Yeah, so super simple. Just go on our Instagram page. What was the first show that we hosted? And tag two friends. And that gets you entered for the giveaway. So this giveaway, it's completely random. If you get the answer right, uh, you'll be entered into like a random draw for whoever wins the sticker pack. And for the next three weeks, we're going to be running similar giveaways on the podcast. So, definitely, you don't want to miss out on the next three episodes or two episodes that we have coming up.
1: Definitely keep an eye out on those as well. But uh, let's move on to our podcast.
0: Yeah, so, social media impact. So, this is... I mean, we're all on social media. Let's be honest. Uh, I think Instagram is probably, like, the most popular one in the car community. Very. Um, Everyone... Kind of showcases their build. Everyone mm-hmm. has like Instagram accounts for their cars, for their brands, for their car crews. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Everything has an Instagram account.
1: Yeah. A lot of people in the car community have uh, started their own groups, have started their own trends, and we've seen a lot of new car crews or brands pop up. I think this has to do with the accessibility of in of social media platforms. It really has contributed a lot to uh, the development of brand new brands, brands like Camber Gang, Stance Nation. We even have like performance shops that have the Instagram online. It's, to, it's honestly to develop their business as a whole. And uh, they've realized very, very early that to be able to compete, they need to be able to attract newer customers that actually use social media.
0: Yeah, this kinda really it stems like the roots of what social media is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so like like you said, it's really accessible. Yeah. Right. Everyone has like access to it, right? And I think in the car community especially, because literally everybody is on Instagram, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of influence between different brands and different crews and, you know, Mm -hmm. different bills and all that stuff. And of course, unfortunately, there's a lot of drama because of that as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, we found that a lot of clubs. Or crews we found that a lot of groups really do shatter especially when it comes to social media trends let's use an example let's say some of your friends are looking for a group of friends or a crew um, that they can join that w- they can literally enjoy their passion and we found we we see a lot of this happening online where someone joins a crew They'd get all of their boys to kind of join with them. They get into the group chat. There's like over 100 people in it. And someone says something that really triggers them. And then all of a sudden, there's a bee- There's beef happening like all over the place. Now there's more people exiting the group, creating their own crews. And now we have thousands and thousands of crews in Ontario.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think we talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I kind of noticed yeah. maybe like last year I would say Yeah, that it really started to like pop off even now like I see like almost every week there's like a new car crew or car page mm-hmm. or whatever representing like yeah. a certain amount of people mm-hmm. you know and I think it's because of that like everyone has like so many different opinions mm-hmm. and people are trying to like clash with each other like there's like unnecessary drama mm-hmm. for like no reason at all Yeah, and I think that's kind of what stems to like the influence that people have on mm-hmm. each other
1: Right. right. And it's gotten so extreme that like literally it's hard to distinguish which which crews are out there. So another problem with uh, joining or having so many crews is a lot of the people that end up joining the crews, they're really in it for the good times and they're not in it for the beef. Uh, so when they get into it, they're, they really don't know what they're getting in, themselves into. And uh, uh, another thing is you don't know which crews are actually there to stay a lot of the clubs because there's so much beef between you know each other a lot of them disappear w- w- within the night right like you don't see a lot of the crews there for very long like they might be here for a month might be here for a year right like who knows what's happening with them there's a lot of issues with the uh, legitness legitness <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> legitness and when i say that i mean we don't know if the crew's real Right. The people could be like super fake or whatever. So we actually do not know if the crew actually exists or they're just there to grab your money. And then maybe next week they're gone.
0: Yeah. I think I think like last year I seen like a meme saying that all these crews, they're kind of just a money trap to sell merch. Yeah, that's it. That's it's kind of a true, you know, statement. Yeah. I'll say, you know, a lot of the crews, they come out with like their own line of merch. They try to sell stickers, t-shirts, whatever. I don't know what exactly they plan on doing with the money, but a lot of these brands, they don't really last that long, like you said. Mm -hmm. I think the main issue here is that like we don't know which ones are real, which ones are not. And this goes for like any Instagram page, like not even like a crew, like uh, a company, like a startup company, right? We see a lot Mm -hmm. of those people are trying to start like detailing companies or wrapping companies, whatever. And because it's so accessible, like social media is so accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's so easy to create this brand or this company that has like this really nice image on the front, but it's not like yeah. as clean and exactly. nice, like in person.
1: Right. Which is exactly what I was trying to get at is you don't know if it's actually real um, because a lot of the content might be reused. Right. So we see a lot of uh, up and coming repost pages but we don't know what they actually promote. They're selling their merch, but we don't know if you know the merch is actually going to be provided. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. An example. Uh, I I I followed this, and I know you do too. Ballbusters. Uh, there was actually a little example of it a couple of weeks ago, where there was actually this guy that uh, was impersonating a merch shop that was recently shut down. I think it's because they went bankrupt. But you there pretty much impersonating them and selling the same exact items for, this, like, I think for, like, 20% off or something.
0: Yeah, so I think it, he... Like, it was, like, a really elaborate plan, too. Yeah. Like, he created multiple websites with, like, similar, um, like, website yeah. URLs. So mm-hmm. even if you didn't have the URL correct, you will still be redirected to the actual website. Mm-hmm. And he was basically selling the ripoff merch from this other company. Mm-hmm. And he never shipped anything. Yeah. Right? So he
1: he... He actually uh was dumb enough to actually go on social media um and flex his lamborghini and like all of this like wealthy stuff but he actually got that money from frauding people yeah exactly which, again it it's again social media impact right like people really caught on super quick like how does this kid that's like i think he was like 17 or 18 i think it was
0: like 21 maybe oh 21 oh okay. yeah
1: he l- l- looked super young yeah he looked 15. really really young um but yeah, how is this kid affording a car so expensive and uh, he's hardly off his feet? There's only two ways. Either his parents bought it for him, which is not a bad thing, but or he actually started something, or he's a fraud. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and like social media, it's pretty quick to find out that, you know, he was a fraud. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of complaints about him and stuff yeah. on the internet. But even like something like that, too, like I see a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, but I see it quite a bit on Instagram, too, where all these people, they're mainly like, mentors or they claim to be mentors
1: social media influencers yeah so yeah.
0: they're trying to sell you like mm-hmm. their course or they're giving your, their course away for free or they're yeah. selling like bitcoin yeah program whatever yeah. how to get rich in like 10 days whatever yeah all that kind of stuff too mm-hmm. right we see that a lot now because it's social media it's so easy to you know create a face exactly for your, um like business
1: yeah that's very true and uh i think that's that's where the social media impact is, especially on the car community, because it's really hard to know what's genuine. Every there's like so many crews that could be popping up, but how do you know which one's real?
0: And I think this is where like a lot of like the the more well-established brands come out to shine, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody knows them, everybody knows like their history, and mm-hmm. you know they have a good following, they have loyal yep. followers, all that. Exactly. Um, they kind of establish their brand, their crew, their car show, whatever they have people know them Mm -hmm. right and that's why people trust them that's why people kind of strive to join a culture like that
1: exactly and uh it really represents our car community well when a certain group goes like that and they actually do it the right way and they actually have good members and it's not just uh you know cloud-based
0: yeah so like example i think the Probably the biggest example in Toronto's Import Fest, I would say. Mm-hmm. Import Fest, it's like one of the biggest car shows yeah. uh, in Toronto in mm-hmm. Canada, maybe. And even recently, they have their own performance shop too. They yep. opened it a couple of years ago too, right? So that's kind of what, it. Kind of shows like what a brand can do yep. when you have an established company and all that kind of stuff,
1: and right? a good business plan, right? So it shows you the legitimacy of the actual um, the business itself, right? They they kind of pushed. It, for it to be more of a business over you know just a community but that's fine you know that's how they moved but at the end of the day i think that's what really counts is they kind of put themselves themselves in a whole different position yeah where and, no one else can really compete with them
0: yeah and it's really smart because like ImportFest i think they've been around for about 20 years now yeah I think, like, back in, like, 2000, 2001, yeah. they first started. Exactly. Yeah, they've been doing car shows, like, every year until, like, maybe a couple of years ago when they opened the Import Fest performance. Yeah. And because of that, they've established this loyal fan base, right? And you see even now, like, their shows, they create some crazy, crazy show cars. They're really, like, clean, perfect builds, whatever.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what really helps them shine. Another, I think another thing about social media and how it impacted the car culture was the interaction. Now, back in the day, you wouldn't really be able to interact with someone. Let's say in California, if you were in Canada, you would have to drive all the way there. Nowadays, if let's say you really like someone's car, you leave a message on their profile or their picture or whatever, you, you can really interact with the person. And I think that's how social media really impacted the car culture. Because they kind of, like, sped it up, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the convenience. Like, the fact that we could connect with anyone around the world in literally seconds mm-hmm. is, like, a game changer for anything, any any industry. But, yeah. like, the car community, uh, especially, because, you know, we see a lot of people in Canada communicating with people in the States. Right. Right? And these are, like, the, like we've talked about the States before. Like, the car culture there is, like, unheard of up here. Yeah. Right? Because, like, their population is just so much more. They have, it's a lot more... Um, dense down there you know they have a lot more car enthusiasts and they have a lot more car shows more well-established car shows and brands and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but you see a lot of like Canadians because our car scene is not as established there mm-hmm. we see a lot of them going down to the states making friends with these people yeah and kind of joining their car culture as well
1: exactly and uh I think that also uh contributes to the higher quality of builds actually popping up recently when I was actually starting to look go get into cars in 2016 a lot of the quality of the builds i would say wasn't there the main reason for that is because the social media platforms were just popping up and a lot of people were weren't even on them a lot of the people really built the cars for themselves and they weren't really competing with anyone right i think that's another point uh the impact of social media it created a lot more competition amongst car car builders pretty much it's a, it's based it, a lot of the builds nowadays they're based on awards which isn't really necessarily a bad thing but it it really promotes for car the enthusiasts that are coming in to really be building the car for the internet opposed to themselves
0: i agree with you 100 percent. like i noticed that over the couple years that i've been like in the car scene mm-hmm. um like people build their cars for numbers yeah right it's all about likes it's all about mm-hmm. instagram followers yeah. clout whatever yeah. you know yeah. people want their car to be seen you know mm-hmm. they don't like i don't i can't speak for everyone obviously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think a lot of the cars being built now are because of Competition like you said, you know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of these cars on the internet mm-hmm. uh, in person people like them People want to compete people want to be better yeah. than other people, right? It's, yeah. it, it comes down to ego at that point.
1: point hundred percent and uh, yeah again ego has a lot to do with that as well So people especially males. I mean we're, we're Let's be honest. So the car community is mainly male-dominated, right? So yeah,
0: um, there are females, but like it's it's mostly males. Yeah
1: um, and we find that a lot of the males really have an issue with awards. <laughs> we see this at car shows when, like, people throw a fit that they didn't win the recent trophy, and it's because they were they put a lot of time and effort into their car, but they did it just to win the award. And I think that's where they really throw themselves off, and that's where most people uh, that have that attitude in their in their mind. They most likely, if they don't win awards, they'll fall off and they won't continue into their passion.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, like, we've actually seen that. Like, people who build their cars for these shows and they don't win, they kind of just leave the car scene Mm -hmm. uh, just because of that. Which is, honestly, it's really stupid. Yeah, Like, if you're building a car, just build it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't need, like, anyone else's uh, satisfaction, whatever. But, you know, there are people like that. There are people like that. They just build it for awards. They just want... The best car out there. They want to be known
1: as the best car out there. Exactly. Me, personally, I like to have a decent car. I do it mainly for myself, though. I do have friends there motivating me to do better. The awards are there, but I don't really see myself as, like, achieving or building a car to get those awards. It's more personal satisfaction. Like, one of my dream cars recently, and I really want to get it, is... A R thirty two GTR Skyline. What it's been my dream car since like I'd say two thousand seventeen. I definitely want to get into it, but it's honestly it's a personal goal. I wouldn't ever do it if I wasn't financially like well off, um, and able to pay all my bills, and uh, also the insurance. But back on track. Uh, I think my personal goals. It it doesn't really matter to the internet.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm on the same boat too. Like mm-hmm. obviously, there's a lot of cars that I like. Um, like my current car, like I I absolutely love it. But one of my dream cars is like, um, a Jeep, you know, like even like the, the Wrangler or even the Gladiator, I'd love to build one of those, but like Mm -hmm. financially, it just doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. And obviously I have a lot of other goals that I want to achieve before I get Mm -hmm. to building cars. Yep. Right. And I'm not just building it for clout or Instagram, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm building for myself. Right. And I feel like a lot of people, they when they get into cars they kind of do it for themselves but then Mm -hmm.
1: they kind of fall into that trap of doing it for the internet yeah and uh, I mean we I think we've already talked about this a lot of people fall into the trap that they have the mindset that because they get into a certain car show that they now are more superior and I think that's another uh, social media impact it kind of shows yeah especially on their profiles yeah it's kind of like entitlement yeah right it's like oh I got into the show get on my level kind of thing yeah right it's uh again it's not good behavior especially on car culture but i think it really exposes a lot of people in terms of uh the car culture and the car scene
0: i would say like some of these aspects are mainly focused on like maturity mm-hmm. right because i i noticed that the car scene in the gta it's a lot of younger people i would say under 20 is, like, a majority of the people in the car scene, mm-hmm. right? So, obviously, people, like, maturity comes into a, a lot in when you're modern cars. Exactly. Especially in, like, uh, financial situations, whatever. Right. yeah. And one thing I noticed is that because of our car scene being so young, mm-hmm. um, we see a lot of people crossing the border, right? A lot of these nicer builds, they're crossing the border to these more nicer shows than the Elite states. Shows, yeah. And, you know, the car
1: scene, it's just a lot better there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we, we're trying to plan something next year, hopefully it goes through, but one of our main goals is to actually go down into the U.S. and go to one of these shows, because a lot of people say it's overhyped, but until you actually go, one of our really close friends spoke, he actually uh, goes to a lot of American shows, and he always like kind of shares his experience with us, right, last time I met him at least and he was always telling us like what we should really do to improve our car shows one one of the biggest thing was only accept fully built or not fully built cars but like built cars if you don't fit the certain criteria you sh- shouldn't really be in the show and honestly we might start taking that into effect and start improving on our shows next year. But nevertheless, like that really kind of promotes Canadian enthusiasts to go down south uh, where the car culture is more about the people, not the actual cars.
0: Yeah, I noticed that a lot like this summer, a lot of people I follow on Instagram, uh, they actually went down to the States on multiple occasions for like a lot of these shows like Turn Evo. There's Simply Clean, uh, First Class Fitment, even Import Expo, which happens up here. But just south of the border is 100% way better than any like import expo that's happened in Canada. And I think the reason is because of the culture, you know, the people.
1: Actually, one experience that Spoke kind of shared with us, I think last time we talked with him, he told us about one of the events. I think he went to Simply Clean. I can't remember the actual event. It's really bouncing off my head. But he was telling us like the, the people literally just came to this random city where no no tourism is really, like, there. And they were up until, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, just chilling on the streets, taking pictures, all this. Cops came, and then the cops were super chill because they're happy that, you know, someone is actually coming to their town for once. And I think what that shows us is unity. A lot of the car culture down there is more unified, where up here, it's kind of like everyone does their own thing, and they don't really come together, and there's, like hundreds of events each month which is ridiculous because that means that every weekend there's probably like six events and two on each or three on each day and at the same damn time which is ridiculous
0: yeah like there's no way you can attend all these events and obviously with having that many events Mm -hmm. it splits up everybody exactly right like something like the states does really really well is that these shows it brings people to all these places like for example slammed enough Mm -hmm. in Gatlinburg yeah we know people who drove there from Toronto. I think it's like a 30-hour drive. They drove their show cars from Toronto mm-hmm. to Slammed Enough just to be in the show, just to hang out with their friends, yeah. right?
1: And then uh, I believe that that weekend was actually the same weekend as First Class Fitment. So there were actual people that went to First Class Fitment, and then I don't know if they drove. I don't think they drove. I think they flew to Slammed Enough, yeah. which is crazy because it kind of shows... That the car culture is still alive in the U.S.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that, like, is really displayed on Instagram. I think you it's kind of like you have to be following the right people. Exactly. But, like, one thing I notice is that in the States, all the shows, mm-hmm. it's all about... It's not even about the cars, yeah. you know? Everyone just comes together for a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, First Class Fitment, for example... There were so many people from Toronto, for example, that went down there yeah. and people know people in the States, like they made friends online, internet friends, exactly. Instagram friends. Everyone just comes together, just has a good time for the weekend. And you know, that's all what it's what it's about down there.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, you know what? It's it, it, like, I remember when I first got into cars, uh, I was talking to, to a lot of people about cars online. And when I actually met them in person, this is actually still relevant up here, even, um, when you first meet uh, uh, someone that you know online, you're really like cool with them. It's like you start talking and you just keep going. So like a lot of the people there, um, that's going back to the Canadian re- Canadians going to the U.S. car sh- shows. It really goes to show that. And uh, again, I know we've been rambling, but it really goes back to the, the, the social media impact, people being able to interact much easier than back in the day.
0: Another thing I noticed, uh, especially this year, is that A lot of like Canadians, for example, like the Canadian car scene or like Toronto car scene, I should say, it's very well established. There's a lot of people, like we said, there's a lot of car brands and businesses that are striving Mm -hmm. through the car scene, right? Yeah. But one thing I noticed is that a lot of the, not a lot, but like some of the Canadians in the Toronto car scene Mm -hmm. are representing brands and companies from the US. Yeah. Which I find is really interesting. It's like, what, what is like, the Canadian brands doing wrong, you know what I mean? And I think this kind of ties back to what we were talking about before about how there's so many different brands and businesses and car crews in the GTA where you don't know what's real or not, right? And I think a lot of people don't really know what to represent, especially in GTA where the car scene is so divided over here. Mm-hmm. And like something like in the States does really well is that it's really inclusive, like for example, like Camber Gang, for example. Mm-hmm. It's a U.S. brand to U.S. Uh, car group, yeah. but they started to accept members from Canada. Yeah, because Canada doesn't have something so inclusive like that. Yeah, that includes people with like ridiculous amount of camber. Exactly. Like a lot of people over here just completely hate on it. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what the U.S. does really well. They really try to include everyone in their community. Um, that's why their events are always bangers. Like if you look at Simply Clean or uh, Clean Culture, even. Their events are always bumping. Every single car, I shit you not, is touched.
0: Yeah, it's well done. Yeah, really well put together show and quality cars.
1: Yeah, and up here, uh, we've had right-hand drive cars for so long, but the states, it's crazy how quickly they they import cars. Like I remember, uh, I think when the I think the R thirty two GTR first became legal, I think people literally hopped on it the day right after and they started like pulling like maybe a hundreds and hundreds of them from japan which is crazy because over here like we have the car but it's not as hyped
0: yeah people don't really touch them they kind yeah. of just keep them like really simple and clean yeah
1: so i think another thing is uh the social media especially in the states really hypes up certain cars like supra r32 um fd rx7 um, anything Japanese? Yeah, it's all very of, hyped.
0: all of, like the JDM classics. Yeah, and I'll say like the states they they do really good at like encouraging. Yeah, right over social media because like their scene is so huge. Exactly. Right, they have obviously there's negative people in the mm-hmm. car scene. Yeah, like every car scene has that, but exactly. because it's so massive, there's a lot more encouragement and you know helping between others.
1: Right, and I think that's what they really do well. On a, on a real note, everyone I think has an issue with each other's builds. We don't. We really. I mean, this happens everywhere. But I think we have a big issue with our car culture, where everyone really just tries to give their personal opinion about each other's builds. And if they don't really like what you did with your cars, they're gonna hate on it. And I think that that's what people don't really take into consideration. But at the end of the day. We can all see that because social media really helped bring that out and you can actually see all that online. So we've seen so many posts, even in Canada, um, of people getting exposed, right? Because they were either cloud chasing or they were talking shit or, you know, they were overhyping their brand, but they got exposed.
0: Yeah. And especially like in today's age of social media, it's so easy to, you know, slip up if yeah. you're like doing something like that, if yeah. you're just chasing clout or whatever. Yeah, you're you have like a fake brand or whatever, all that kind of stuff. But, like, in terms of like the car community, I think at the end of the day, just build your car for what, yourself. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like don't worry about other people, like, everyone's gonna have an opinion. Yeah, doesn't matter, it doesn't mean that their opinion is valid.
1: Yeah, you know, like, we're not saying do not post on social media, we're just saying. Yeah, go ahead post it, but don't expect anything in return. You know, kind of build it because you like it, not because you want to impress the ro- the world. I think that's that's our main thought about the social media impact. Um hopefully you guys enjoyed the con- this discussion.
0: It's something that we've noticed like over the past year, yeah. especially in 2019 with like social media. Um but yeah, it, we just want to talk about that. It's really interesting cuz like we could go on and on about this for like hours and hours. Yeah.
1: And it really is a really, really, really long conversation that we can literally have for hours and hours and hours. But for the content, let's just uh, minimize it so that we're not rambling and rambling on. Thank you guys again for listening to our podcast. We really hope you guys enjoyed.
0: Yeah, if you like the podcast, definitely share with your friends and family. We'll greatly appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Let them know it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And don't forget to check out our giveaway. Just go to our Instagram account. You can see the post there. Um, And yeah, just post the answer to the question that we talked about at the beginning.
1: The contest winner for this week will actually be announced on next Sunday. Right when the, the additional podcast goes up, this one will be announced. Who wins the first prize pack?
0: Yeah, so we'll be announcing it on Instagram. So definitely keep an eye out if you won. And even if you didn't win don't forget we're also doing two more giveaways Mm -hmm. so for three weeks in December we're Mm -hmm. gonna be giving away a prize pack for every Mm -hmm. single week right before Christmas so stick around you might win something
1: and uh, for all the companies out there that want to start advertising with us definitely let us know we're actually uh, reaching the end of our season on the 22nd if you guys want to really advertise your business on our podcast, especially for season two, definitely hit us up again on our social media at Northside whips or email us your ideas and we will definitely consider them at whips at gmail.com. And nevertheless, thank you guys for listening and see you guys in-